Lays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on Thursday, February 24th in the morning before the Hawks return to action after the All-Star break versus the Chicago Bulls. And this will not be a long episode. We know what's at stake. Trey Young showed out for Atlanta in the All-Star Game festivities, obviously falling short in the three-point shooting contest to Carl Anthony Towns. Ironically, y'all know what I keep saying about Carl Anthony Towns in Atlanta. So, uh, I just I kind of smiled at that this weekend. I definitely smiled seeing that. But now that he showed out there, it's time for him and the rest of the team to show out starting you know, post-All-Star break. Now, we talked on the last episode, the first five games out of the break are going to be crucial because they're not easy games. I mean, by no stretch. I mean, in two two of the five games, we have to play the Bulls. I mean, that is a task in itself. And we're playing teams that are playoff teams right now. So the Hawks have to shift into playoff mode now. They should have a few weeks ago, but... We dropped some contests here and there that were not playoff caliber games or we didn't play with a playoff intensity behind it. And now there's no margin for error as we are getting closer and closer to the end of the regular season. Now that the All-Star game is behind us and the trade deadline is behind us, we this is the guys we have. So the people that we have on this roster, it is time to again shift into playoff mode, win and go home mode. Like every game has to be treated like a game seven, a decisive game five that can swing things. That is the level of focus and attention and detail that I am looking for in one of the things that I'm going to be focusing on tonight when the Hawks return to the court. So we're going to do a quick plug and then come back and talk a little bit more about what I hope to see tonight and in the first five games for the Hawks. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for MyBookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%, just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this is your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? 
There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some, in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, and we are back. As I said tonight, the Hawks travel up to, or probably already, in Chicago to take on the Bulls. Right now, the Bulls are second place in the Eastern Conference, technically tied with the Miami Heat, but the Heat have the tiebreaker right now. So one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference you're going to have to play. You're fully healthy outside of John Collins, which is a question mark. I know he is starting to do a little activity as of yesterday, and he couldn't do anything the day before on Tuesday. So he is still a mystery, but again, it's about whoever's on the court is going to have to produce. It's going to have to produce. And we, as I said before, we have playoff games coming up. We're on the road versus the Bulls. And when they come home to take on the Raptors, who have been a thorn in the Hawks' side this year. Um, the opposite of last year, where the Hawks pretty much took care of business against the Raptors. But the Raptors are playing motivated basketball with Lowry off the team and Van Fleet leading things with Siakam. Barnes, the the rookie, uh, Ananobi. I mean, that's a solid team up in Toronto, and they play hard, and they are playing with a lot of belief. And we have gone against them when they've had some really great shooting performances this year. I mean, they have been playing out of their mind when it comes to the Atlanta Hawks, and that's certainly going to be a game that I am going to be really interested in watching. And then after that, we take on the Celtics on Tuesday on TNT after the Celtics had a very fortunate comeback in the second half of that ball game, thanks to the Hawks just having a terrible second half performance and trying to make things interesting towards the end, but falling short to the Celtics after being up by 10 at half to lose by 10. Then next Thursday, a week from today, they're going to take on the Bulls here in Atlanta. And then they end that five-game stretch um, with a back-to-back -back the next night, traveling up to Washington on next Friday. And like I said on the last episode, the end the regular season, they have to see the, the Bucks, They have to see the, the Hornets again, the Grizzlies. They have to see the Knicks, who are behind them, but going to be playing motivated ball. They're going to have to see the Warriors. They're going to have to see the Cavaliers again in a makeup game. The Nets again. The Raptors again. This Wizards team that I just mentioned again. The Heat again. So there are some playoff caliber teams that the Hawks are going to have to go through in order to get to where they were projected to go to start the season, which was the playoffs. And we've seen the articles from Capella and how the team just – automatically assume they're going to be in the playoffs and doesn't think that they all are playing with the same focus and intensity, especially on the defensive end, that is going to be needed to be a playoff caliber team. And that is why they have dug themselves in the hole that they are in right now. As it currently stands, coming 
out of the All-Star break, the Hawks are 10th, a game in front of the Washington Wizards, who they're going to see here in a few games. At the 10th spot, the last playing spot, they are virtually tied with Charlotte, with, who are 9th, but Charlotte has a tiebreaker over the Hawks right now. The Hawks are two and a half back from the 8th spot. The Brooklyn Nets, they are th four and a half back from Toronto at 7 and five games back from Boston. The Hawks are just a streak away from potentially cracking that top seven. But in order for that to happen, it's going to have to start on the defensive end. The defensive end is what is going to dictate how far they can climb up the standings. If they can play with the defensive effort and intensity that they played with last year, and I talked about the last episode. They actually have a better winning percentage than they did last year coming out of All-Star break, and the Hawks ended up making the playoffs. The East is tougher this year, so their ascend is not going to reward them, obviously, from digging themselves into a hole with a top-four seeding or top-five seeding. That's just not going to happen. Playing is probably accurate at this point for the Hawks, and the Hawks can only blame themselves. I mean, we all thought that they have pretty much arrived. I thought so, too. I thought this was still going to be an evaluation period as far as who stays and who goes after this season. But I certainly thought that this team had solidified themselves as a top six, at least, team in the Eastern Conference. And I still think they are. It's just how are you going to come out? What energy, what effort are you going to play with? Start starting, you know, this stretch coming out of All-Star break. I mean, we already know about Chicago. We know about DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine. We know about Vucevic, who is, people thought were dead. I mean, he thought that, we thought that we were seeing this decline. And yet, you know, he's been putting some big numbers up going into All-Star break for the Bulls for the last 10 games. The Bulls are 7-3. and three averaging uh, almost 121 points per game and shooting 50, almost 52% from the floor, whereas the Hawks the last 10 games, 5-5, five and five, shooting 48% from the floor. They're, they've been scoring 116 points per game, and their opponents have averaged 100 in almost 115 points. Now, opponents' points per game, the Bulls have actually been giving up more points per game in the last 10 games, but Hawks have had some injuries and just some very, really, really flat performances that have led to the numbers they have had. We're just, we're tired of seeing the streaks. We're trying to see to the, we want to see the win streaks. We want to see those, but we're tired of those being followed up by losing streaks. We just need some consistent play from here on out. I mean, looking at the schedule again, the Hawks have, Two more games in the month of February. 17 games in March. Five games in April. So, if you're doing math, they have 24 games before the end of the season. And certainly, they have to be well above 500 to stay afloat and get themselves into a comfortable play-in spot. They don't want to be 10. They don't want to play... The seven seed, which right now, if we're looking at things right now, the seven seed is Toronto. Toronto's their nemesis. That is not who they want to play. They honestly want to avoid Brooklyn. 
at this point because Brooklyn is probably going to ascend at some point, especially with the potential lift in the mandate as far as the vaccination status of workers in New York. Kyrie Irving may be a regular. Cam Thomas has been playing well. Kevin Durant's been out. Ben Simmons is on the horizon of, you know, coming back to play finally this year after forcing his way out of Philadelphia. And then there is obviously Andre Drummond, the new addition who, you know, had some good games uh, coming onto the team. You want to try to get to nine, nine, eight or nine at the worst. I say get to eight or nine at the worst and put themselves in a position to play as Charlotte play a Toronto instead of a Brooklyn, who I think is going to go on a run here shortly, depending on how things shake up there. Boston could falter as well. They've been hot 9-1 uh, and one in the last 10 games, but again, you know, they've been playing very well. Toronto, as I mentioned, are 8-2 and two in the last 10 games, whereas Charlotte and Brooklyn have, already, have actually had worse stretches than the Hawks. Brooklyn's been two and eight in the last ten games, and Charlotte's been one and nine. Those two teams are who we're going to be looking at as far as how they end their respective seasons in, in comparison to the Hawks, since we're all jumbled up, and then the Wizards are in spitting distance as well. Um, so it's it's a tight race in the in the East, and that's why I said that each game is going to have to be a playoff caliber, playoff intensity type game for the Atlanta Hawks. DeMar DeRozan certainly going to be ready tonight. Trey Young, we already know he's going to be ready. I'm sure that he got his rest after the All-Star Game festivities. But being around all those superstars in Cleveland, sometimes, you know, especially being there, kind of rejuvenates the player about their respective team. It's like, okay, I think we can make a run. We can do this. And for us to do that, again, as I mentioned, at the top of the program, is going to have to be defense. Bogey off the bench is going to be crucial, crucial. The health of John Collins is going to be crucial. The continued improvement of DeAndre Hunter is going to be crucial as well. They, The team ended very well with a team win over the Orlando Magic as they should have won. DeAndre Hunter had 14 that night. Kevin Herter had 15. He's going to be big. Okongwu with John Collins out. It's going to be big right now. And I would love to see some more Jalen Johnson minutes down the stretch. That is something that I'm hoping to see as well. He's been playing very well for the Skyhawks in College Park. And just to add another body off of the bench with some athleticism, can guard multiple positions. And his confidence is sky high, obviously, from playing with the Skyhawks right now. But... It's all about getting that clock as far as NBA games. So I would love to see Jalen Johnson get some minutes. I want to see DeLon Wright continue to be aggressive offensively. Last game he had 10 points, 6 rebounds, made two three-pointers. So I, I, I do all this to say the bench is crucial. The bench is 100% crucial. And the starters are going to have to start off fast, start off strong, start off sharp. Because there's been a lot of times where the starters have faltered in the last few weeks. And then the bench has been the one that propped them up. That's great that we have that bench to lean on. But when you have a guy who is number two in scoring in the NBA, number two in assist in the NBA, 
You're going to have to lead things off. You're going to have to. When you're herder in the lineup, you're going to have to produce when you're in there. DeAndre Hunter, you're going to have to produce. Capella's going to have to continue to protect the rim and battle on the glass for rebounds, as he always does. Gallo is going to have to be consistent. Okongu is going to have to continue not learning not to foul, along with DeAndre Hunter, not to foul, to stay on the floor because when he's on the floor, he is an impact. 12.6 rebounds last game against the Magic. It's going to be a team effort. It's going to 100% be a team effort. They're going to have to communicate on the defensive end. Clint Capella is going to have to continue to challenge everybody. John Collins is going to have to challenge everybody. Trey Young is going to have to take the onus. DeAndre Hunter is going to have to take the that onus as well, that, hey, defense is my calling card. They're going to need me to defend one of the better wing, the wing players in the league night in and night out. So you're going to have to bring it there, and we're going to have to move the ball. We're going to have to move the ball, continue to limit turnovers like we have, defend, and shoot well from three. Games where we shoot well from three, we typically win. Games where we struggle from three, it's a struggle to create offense, especially when the Hawks get complacent and just do those jump shots instead of just trying to get into the paint and get to the free throw line or knock down a mid-range jumper to keep the defense you know, off balance. All those things are going to have to factor in. That is a lot to say, but these are things you're going to have to do nightly and things that I'm going to expect to see tonight versus the Bulls. I mean, the last time we've played the Bulls, we were basically, you know, played out of the respective arena that we were in. I mean, the Bulls came to Atlanta and dropped 130 on us. And then we went up to Chicago and they dropped 130 on us. We had some injuries there. But defense is going to be crucial tonight, especially when you know when DeMar DeRozan can get going in the mid-range. Zach Levine can shoot the three and obviously get to the cup at will. So we're going to have to keep the bulls out of the paint, but we're going to have to respectably guard the three point line as well. We're going to have to run them off the three point line, force those contested jumpers, and we're going to have to be tighter as far as defensively on Levine and DeMar DeRozan to make those mid range jump shots, tough shots. If they make them, cause they're, they are great offensive players. You're going to have to tip your cap to them because sometimes great offense, you know, wins over great defense, but we're certainly going to have to be physical with this team, challenge this team, play with some heart, play with some effort down the stretch because it is do or die. And if we do not get it together, we're certainly going to die probably in the play-in tournament. I don't think we're not going to make the playoffs. I think we're certainly going to be a play-in team, but they're not going to feel good if they are not clicking on all cylinders in rhythm, entering the play-in tournament, you're gonna ha- you want all your ducks in a row. You want to feel best, feel your most confident going into that play-in tournament, like the Phoenix Suns did in the bubble. So the Hawks can do it. I have faith. We've beaten some really good teams this year, and it's great to see when we go against the Bucks, we go against the Suns and others. That, hey, we're going to give effort. We're going to give effort. We beat the the 76ers without players earlier this year who are obviously they're going to be better as well. But it's going to have to be consistent. 
And it starts tonight against a tough Bulls team. If we can go to Chicago, even if we don't win, but play with energy, play with effort, and we lose a close t contest when we have to see them again next week, it's next Thursday here in Atlanta, I'll take that. Beggars can't be choosers at this point. Obviously, I want dubs. I'm not saying that I want a moral victory or a consolation prize. I want dubs. And I'm not talking about Master P. I need to see that they are mentally locked in for this stretch. And that's going to be evident by how they come out and respond and play tonight on a two-game winning streak. You got all-star break. Your legs are going to be fresh. Those ailments that were nagging because you're playing night in and night out may feel a little bit better. Let's go. Let's do this. And I'm excited to cover it. And I'm excited to follow it and give you guys what you want. I know I took a little break with the all-star break, but now we are back in this home stretch to see how we're going to make things shake. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks here in Ethos Hawks here. The network is doing big things, continually growing as they are doing team coverage and others as the fantasy basketball seasons are starting to wind down and the NBA season is starting to wind down. So that's where we're going to heat things up here at Ethos Hawks. And for all the latest updates, the latest episodes, information, you know, me commentating during the games, you can follow our Twitter account at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. That's at Ethos Hawks. And then follow myself on Twitter, Brad Jarrett67. That is Brad J-A-R-R-E-T-T-6-7. Put more people onto this show because don't be surprised when the Hawks catch fire. I mentioned those playoff teams that we play to end the season. There's a lot of winnable games there as well. I think the Hawks can catch fire, regain confidence, and if we're playing with that intensity and that effort and it starts with the starters and it trickles down to the bench night in and night out, we're going to win more games than we lose and we're going to find ourselves in a more favorable position entering into the playoff picture. But it starts tonight and I cannot wait to see how they respond to see if we can st stretch this winning streak out to three games and into four games and others. But it's not going to be easy with the Raptors looming in the distance, the Celtics looming in the distance, the, this Bulls team again, and then the Wizards to start off the first five games. So we'll catch you guys next time, and let's go Hawks.